Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. It is Sunday, October 18th. 2020. My name is Terry, aka the Jazz Queen. Shout out to Joe, Joe in Germany. He is in the chat room. Hey, Joe, good to see you. Um, if you would like to join us, please go to talkingsmoothjazz.com and click on the Listen Live button on Sheldon Ferguson's picture. That will bring you into the show. Now, Blog Talk Radio has changed the way you access the chat room. You now have to create an account. It's not required, but if you want to participate in the chat room, you do have to create an account in order to do so. My guest today is a Grammy-nominated guitarist, Sheldon Ferguson. I'm so happy to have you back on the show, Sheldon. Welcome back. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to be back. Yeah. You know, as I was preparing for this interview, I started thinking about the first time we interviewed you, then a 17-year-old, in 2011 about your debut release, The Brighter Side. Mike yep. and I were so impressed with that record and your talent as a young guitarist, you know, making your way in this industry. So since then, you've become an international recording artist, a multi-plastic platinum selling producer, you've been Grammy nominated, and you were featured on the Image Award winning soundtrack for Oprah Winfrey's Greenleaf. I mean, dude, you're killing it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to, trying to keep it going. Well, congratulations to you on all of that. I mean, I just think back on that 17-year-old, and I'm like, wow, look at where he is, you know, where where you're at now. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm fortunate, very, very fortunate. Yeah. So when you, I mean, I know that you were like in high school when you when you begin to learn how to play the guitar, but when you think back on that time, how has it impacted your career? Oh, it's, it's interesting. I feel like when I think back, um, when I first started playing, I first started um, really like playing out and kind of, doing music around my hometown. You know, I'm from Columbia, so I was playing, um, you know, the lo- all, the, all the local spots back home and, you know, just kind of getting immersed in music, getting my feet wet. Um, at the time, it's just uh, when I thought about the future, I really just um, wanted to be doing music in some capacity. It didn't really matter what exactly. Um, of course, I had my music. You know, I knew I wanted to be an artist. I knew I enjoyed playing with other people. But, um you know, I definitely uh, would have never expected to be doing some of the things that I'm doing now. Um, and just grateful that the, you know, the vision continues to expand, um, just continuing to see all the possibilities and, you know, just trying to push to another level. Even now, there's so much stuff that I really want to do um, and I'm still working on it. It's, it's great. It's really great. Yeah. So, really so I think that um... – you know what you've what you've done so far. Joshin in the chat room said, "Is it nine years ago already?" Like, yes, right. <laughs> nine years. <Right. laughs> Wild man, that's yeah, right. It just flew by, and so I'm. And I, again, I ha- I keep going back to that time because I have always been. Um, I've always enjoyed interviewing the young artists. You know, like you were 17 right. at the time. The first time I interviewed Nicholas Cole, he was like 16 or 17 with his debut release. Yep. And, you know, it's just like you guys have just grown so much. And to see where you are today, Nicholas is a big producer. You are a producer. You know, Marcus Anderson, when I first met him, he was in his early 20s, late teens, I think. You know, he's producing it, and you guys are just doing so much, and I'm just so proud. I'm like a proud jazz queen mama here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we it's definitely so grateful cool. for you, too. Y'all have always been so supportive. Oh, I'm so I'm so grateful for you guys, and I just love what you're doing, um, you, the music that you're doing, the, the music that you're producing for other artists, and you know I just I love it. I just absolutely love it. So 
continued, continued success to you and all that you do um, in your music. And, um, yeah, let's just keep it going. Keep it going. So um, I wanted to talk about your new release, Love Languages, but I'm really curious as to why your name and the name of the CD is not on the cover. Oh, well, you know, it's just um, something me and my manager decided. Uh, it's just, uh, I guess, really an artistic decision uh, to put the picture on the front but not necessarily have um, the name on the cover. Of course, you still got, you know, all the information in the back or inside or whatever. But, you know, just artistically, um, you know, you come up with a cover, a picture that sort of encompasses the, you know, the project, the sort of general vibe of the music and everything. And it's like, almost kind of speaks for itself, really. Um, and then now with the technology being what it is, you know, so many people are listening on, um, you know, they're either listening on, like, Spotify or Apple Music or something like that. And, you know, they can still see, of course, like, the name of the record on there. Uh, or even if you're buying a CD, you know, they'll be able to see Love Languages. Everything is online now. So yeah. um, something we actually started doing from, I think, the last, it was kind of the precursor to this project, um, okay. and I guess with some of the singles, um, we've just been doing that. It's getting a picture that we really like, and um, you know, even the uh, the title off of there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because yeah, I just wondered about that. Now, is this an EP or um, because you sent me four songs, so I'm wondering, is it an EP? Oh no, it's an album. There are uh, okay. 13 tracks on the album. And uh, as long as I think she were sort of like our were our single. Okay, got it. So let's talk about um, the musicians uh, that's working with you on here. It says guest appearances from 10 incredible R&B vocalists as well as two saxophonists. So tell me about that. Yes. Uh, so this project was a lot of fun for me. I was able to work with um, really all my friends, um, uh, most of them being vocalists uh, from – really all over i have let's see um cam uh cam corvette uh, amazing artist he worked with sting um got some great music out of his own he's based out of atlanta um see at the time let's see will gittens um who's featured on one of the singles he's from atlanta we got uh asked people i went to school with um sing uh he was he's based in boston we went to Berkeley together. Incredible, incredible artist. Um, uh, got an artist from Texas that's on there. So it's um, really kind of like a um, great, just sort of collaborative effort from everybody. Um, I was able to, what I did was I wrote the lyrics myself and, you know, came with the melodies and everything on my own and then had them pretty much rewrite what I, what I sang on the references. And um, it was a lot of fun. Like, they really did a good job of bringing – um, what I what I created to life, um, mm-hmm. and then with the uh, saxophone features, I had uh, Walter Beasley um, play on one of the songs, and that was incredible. You know, I've been trying to work with Walter for a long time. Um, he was a professor at Berkeley while I was there, and uh, you know, I was able to meet him back then. And you know, we thought about doing something for a while, and you know. Um, I guess the stars kind of aligned there, and we finally got to, you know, do a record together. So um, it's been cool. It's just the voices on there, a lot of different personalities, um, and all the music is on me. Um, I produced everything myself, played the instrument myself. So that's pretty much the vibe. Wow. All right. Well, let's take a listen. Um, The first track I'm going to play is All My Love, um, and this features Alan Knighton. Tell me about this track. So this song, um, it's funny. I play, uh, uh, I play. How does it feel? A lot. The D'Angelo song at my shows, and um, I started to um, actually put that song on there, but um, I just really uh, for this project wanted to do all um, original material, and um, I've always kind of liked just the general sort of vibe of that song. So I thought, why not make something that's kind of in that vein. Um, but it's, you know, different. Um, and I had, uh, my friend Alan Knighton, who was, uh, based in, uh, was based in Atlanta at the time, but now he's in LA featured on there. He's really great. We've got, um, a few songs out together on his last project. 
if you guys should definitely check him out. He's incredible. But um, he put a saxophone on there. Uh, we actually did it remotely. I was in Atlanta at the time. He was in L.A. at the time. So I sent him the song, and he sent it back, and he just crushed it. So um, really, really cool song, really cool track. All right, this is called All My Love. I love. When I first heard this song, I thought it was Tennessee Whiskey. Oh, wow. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I first listened to it, I thought that was Tennessee Whiskey. That's a nice track. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad wow. you like it. Yeah. 
yeah, very much. So let's go back to your high school days when you were just starting to learn how to play the guitar. Who were your major influences back then? Back then, I'd say um, my biggest influences were really um, some of the guitar players um, that I was around back home. Um, my, uh, of course, my mentor, Terrence Young, was a big um, influence on me. Um, he had uh, my friend Nero Tyndall, um, J. Michael Peoples, uh, my teachers, of course, um, Daniel O'Dell, Chris Richards, J.C. Smith. Uh, as far as, like, you know, artists and stuff, um, I love um, Ernie Isley. I love uh, Norman Brown. I listened to a lot of Norman Brown when I did the album. Uh, so that was a big, big influence. Um, Nick Coleone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, all the guitar virtuosos. B.B. King, of course, Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton. I was really spread out. I, you know, I, I came up, I really started playing um, classic rock and blues first. And that's where, you know, the Hendrix and B.B. and all of them kind of came in. Um, so I did that. And then um, when I got an R&B, it was just like a lot of Ozzy Brothers. Like I love Ernie Ozzy is still one of my favorite guitar players, still one of my biggest influences. So I was learning all of his solos and that type of thing. Um, and then, you know, I kind of went from R&B to like smooth jazz. I started listening to like the Ripping Sins and George Vincent, of course, and like I said, Nick and Norman. And um, that's kind of how I, you know, got to the sort of vibe I was on for the project. Okay. And I definitely heard the Jimi Hendrix vibe in your debut release, for sure. And that is was one of the things that impressed me about that release, is that as a 17-year-old, you know, you were able to do that. And I heard Jimi Hendrix in that, and I was like, wow, this is, you guys really just, I'm like, at 17, how do you know that, you know? But <laughs> that was that your debut release is so good. And listeners, if you do not have that CD, it's called The Brighter Side. He was 17 when he released it, produced it, wrote it. You've got to listen. You've got to get that CD. It's so, so good. You've got to get it. Definitely have to have that one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's take a listen. Um, so. All My Love is a favorite. I like that one. And I also like Take You There. Tell me about this one. This song was uh, it was kind of experimental for me. I think mm-hmm. uh, at the time, you know, I was um, super immersed in just like the whole Atlanta sound and was um, doing a lot of hip-hop sessions and working a lot of, on a lot of hip-hop records and stuff for other artists. And um, I thought, you know, why not try to take some of those elements and mix it with some of my school jazz music. Um, mm-hmm. It's with the, the production, like kind of the bass sounds that I use, the drum sounds that I use, but still having the guitar be really melodic and just um, kind of stick out at you. Um, so that was a, it was a really fun record to do just because it was so experimental. Um, and that's why I decided to put that out as my first single um, back in, shoot, what was that? Um, last? Fall, I think, um, around the same time that I dropped for you. Um, okay. I wanted to kind of introduce a new sound and um, kind of show that I was going in a different direction. And uh, even with the production, uh, that was kind of my first, I think that was my first song I put out where I'd actually produced it all myself, played all the instruments myself. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely a new step in a new direction for me. Um, a lot of fun to create. Okay, all right. Josh in the chat room says it's easy to hear um, that you love the blues in your music. Oh, wow. (laughs) I do love the blues. Yeah. So, all right, so let's take a listen to Take You There. This is from Sheldon Ferguson's new release, Love Languages.
Man, that's a hot track right there. I love that song. That is Take You There. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. All right, I have a phone call from the same area code, 803. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's your name? My name is Jay Goodwin. Hello, welcome to the show. Say hi to Sheldon. I, I guess you know Sheldon. <laughs> hey, Sheldon. Jay, what's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to call in. I wanted to say uh, congratulations. I've known Sheldon for uh, since we were, what, 11? So uh, almost yep. 10, 15 years, and... Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, congrats. It's amazing to watch your best friend be able to do something that he's really great at. Um, and so I just, that's really all I wanted to say. I had nothing to say, man. I just wanted to call. And say, hey. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate the call. I really appreciate it. Like, uh, just to reiterate um, what he just said, this is literally one of my best friends in the world. Um, we really have been uh, knowing each other since middle school. Um, and doing music too. Um, you know, we used to play together. Um, you know, we made some music together recently too. Um, and it just, um, Jay knows how I am with my friends, you know, like I really like a tight circle and I really do that for a reason. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm a very like private person. So my friends, you know, whole, a whole lot of me. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to say that I'm still close with all the same people that I've been close with since high school and college. So, I appreciate I definitely appreciate the call. That made my day. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you giving us a call as well. Thank you. Of course. All right. You have a great day. You want to hang on and listen, or do you want me just um... – oh, I'm definitely hanging on. <laughs> All right. Then I will put you on mute, and uh, maybe I'll bring you back, see if you have anything else you want to add. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Uh, the no- phone number here is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485, if you would like to call in with a question or a comment for Sheldon. So, Sheldon, I want to say thank you for giving Talking Smooth Jazz a shout-out on your website in the bio. Thank you for that. Oh, of course, of course, anytime. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So um, I mentioned earlier that you are a multi-platinum selling producer. So I would like to talk to you about some of the artists that you have worked with and produced for. And I want to start with Travis Scott. Tell me about that one. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess, uh, what was that? Two, I mean, for the last um, two, three years or so, um, I've really gotten deep into production. Um Obviously, um, you know, I've been doing my artist thing for a long time and, um, you know, performing live with other artists and things of that nature. But I um, made a switch into production a few years ago, and I've been going really hard with that ever since. Um, It really all kind of started with uh, just one recommendation from a friend of mine, um, Terrell Sass, who's also a um, Grammy-nominated producer. And uh, I um, really just been ever since then I kind of just went from one session to another trying to turn each room into another room. Um, and, uh, started with, um, getting like, uh, you know, places with all the rappers around Atlanta. Um, I worked with Lil baby and, um, uh, NBA young boy, money bag, yo, and all of them. And, um, eventually we worked our way up to Travis Scott. Um, it's funny that song actually, um, originally wasn't going to be, well, the beat anyway, wasn't originally going to be for Travis. We were um, in the studio with Rich Homie Kwan um, one night in Atlanta, and uh, that was when I came up with riffs, the guitar riff for um, Yosemite. And um, the producer I was working with, uh, June James, ended up coming in contact with Travis um, at an event in uh, Houston, and um, that was really it. You know, he ended up um, ended up making the album. That was uh, my first. Um, Hot 100 song that I had, um, you know, co-produced, uh, mm-hmm. made up to what 18 Hot 100 album number one. So 
it was definitely a big thing for me um, and really helped me to build my platform. So definitely grateful for that. Um, well, building my platform in, a, in another market, I should say, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, getting me deeper into, you know, music production. But um, aside from Travis, um, I have a song with uh, Chris Brown and Justin Bieber. It's called uh, Don't Check On Me. Kind of like a, um acoustic R&B almost. Kind of has like a little folk country influence too. Um, and uh, that was another big one for me too. It really opened up a lot of doors and kind of allowed me to dip more into um, pop circles and L.A. circles and stuff. So um, definitely was grateful for uh, for the opportunity. Now, the regarding the Yosemite song, um, Rolling, the Rolling Stone article said that this song is credited for bringing guitar back into hip-hop. Right, right. That's interesting. Wow. It's um, pretty incredible. I really... Um, it's funny that I was just talking about it the other day. At the time when I started really working um, in hip hop, um, I was kind of just figuring it out on my own because at the time there wasn't really a lot of guitar in hip hop, and there used to be, but like you know, in recent years uh, when I started, you know, and there's just you know, amigos and everything like there really wasn't much guitar in there, so I didn't have anything to go off of. Um, mm-hmm. So I really had to kind of try and find my niche, like sort of craft my own sound or try to figure out how to make my sound fit with like the trap drums and stuff and um it was a fun process uh, it really was i kind of naturally just pulled from you know my r&b roots and um some of the really with yosemite was more so like uh like some folk and like country stuff i was i was on at the time um stuff i was listening to i i sort of took that those elements and put it into like um, hip hop, and um, I'm just really grateful that um, you know that it's caught on. Um, you know, really grateful that now it's like listen to the radio and it's like every song is guitar now. It's kind of crazy, and it's just opening up more doors for myself and other guitarists. So um, to be able to like have had some small part of like you know just bringing guitar back to the you know the forefront. I mean, guitar has been around for quite a long time. <laughs> But, right, you know, just right. to uh, have some small part of that is, is very uh, humbling. And now, was Travis open to that? I mean, what was the conversation like between you two in terms of that? Was he open to that? Well, it was actually, um, everything we did was remote. So when I made the, um, when me and uh, Jim made the beat together, um, we were in Atlanta. And, uh it was really, like I said, it wasn't supposed to be for him. Um, you know, we cataloged, so we're always making music. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so that was just, you know, just another record that we had made. And um, by the time, you know, it got to Travis, um, he, of course, liked it. You know, I wasn't in the room with him, so we didn't communicate one-on-one. But, um, you know, he definitely, you know, liked the sound and everything. And um, it was uh, reminiscent of... Um, one of um, Gunna's records too, so it naturally kind of opened up the conversation of putting him on there as a feature, and um, yeah, I mean he was definitely definitely with it. Okay, all right. Well, you guys did a great job on it, and um, so kudos to you and kudos to Mr. Travis Scott as well. All right, let's take a listen to another track. This one is "Next to You" with Walter Beasley. Tell me about this one. So this song, I think this was the last, I think it was the very last song um, that I recorded for this project, now that I think about it. Um, I, uh, of course, played all the instruments myself. I really, um, when I come to think of it, when I did it, um, I came up with a chord progression first for uh, pretty much the whole song, just the chords, and like had like a a rough um, drum loop. And uh, I think I will, I think I just bounced um, a, a version of just that, like just the chords and, you know, the little drums and stuff that I had. And I was in my car, because that's my thing that I like to do. I'll work on music and I'll um, get in the car and just like ride around to it to see if it, you know, it feels great. Mm-hmm. And um, so I like the way the song felt. I really like the chord progression a lot. Um, and I naturally started hearing melodies. 
so, um, you know, I pulled out my phone and was just kind of like singing voice um, melodies into my um, into my phone and stuff, recording it. And um, I think really that's what uh, made the melody end up being as catchy as it was. Like the fact that I didn't really do it far originally. Um, like I wanted to make sure it was something that people could kind of sing along to. Um, so, you know, it helped me to kind of do that with my voice and then translating that to the guitar. Because that's really always the goal anyway. Like I want my guitar to sound like a voice um, mm-hmm. rather than an instrument. You know, that's always the goal. Okay, and then talk about um, your conversation with Walter Beasley uh, performing on this track. Oh, yeah. So, um, like I said, me and Walter have been in talks about doing all the record together for a long time. And um, with this one, um, I knew that uh, having, you know, a feature that sort of brought it to, to life more rather than being just me playing on there. Um, would really be a good move. Um, kind of like uh, what I did with City Night um, when I had my guy um, Dave Liv, uh playing saxophone on it. Um, that whole call and response aspect. I really wanted that for, for this record. Um, so uh, naturally, since you know me and Walter had already been having conversations about this, I figured you know, it would be the perfect time to reach out to him and see if he would be interested. And, um, you know, I sent him the song and, um, you know, he likes it. And uh, it was cool. We were bouncing ideas off each other a lot, too. Um, he really contributed a whole lot um, just in terms of, um, you know, the way that he sort of approached the record. And, he would, you know, he would call me and um, kind of tell me, like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. Because um, this was remote, too. Um, you know, we were uh, – I think this was actually in the middle of COVID, and we're still in the middle of COVID. But, um, you know, there's no way we could actually get in the room together. So it's a lot of, like, back and forth um, on the phone and figuring out, you know, the sort of direction we wanted to go in. And um, I'm glad it turned out the way it did because, uh, you know, I really wanted to feel almost like, you know, almost like, you know, we were at a show playing together and just playing off mm-hmm. of each other. And, you know, I play a lick and then he responds, like, that whole thing. I wanted that energy in this record. And um, and I think it worked really well. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm, you're, I'm listening, to, you're listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. I am talking to guitarist Sheldon Ferguson about his new release, Love Languages, which is available now. Um, this next track is called Next to You with Walter Beasley.
Yes, I can hear you. Okay, sorry about that. I lost connection here. So, oh, all um, good, all good. Yeah, yeah, my apologies there. All right, so um, Josh in the chat room, let me make sure you can hear me. Let me know as well, please. All right, so I wanted to talk to you about the instruments that you play on this release other than the guitar. Um, what else are you playing? Let's see. I played on I played piano, a lot of um a lot of piano. Um so everything from like the rose stuff to the um you know uh grand piano of course and the pads, you know, synth pads. Um I played bass. I played um you know, electric bass and uh synth uh, synthesizer bass on uh, every song and I uh, did all the drum programming so you know just going in taking the drum sounds and um putting those together and everything um I did all those myself and uh of course acoustic guitar acoustic guitar too um uh, is a little okay. bit of that on the project okay. as well wow all right all right so now I know that this is a new release but are you working on your next one Always, I'm always working on music. <laughs> I, um, it really, as soon as the project came out, I, I started working on the next one. So <laughs> I really never stopped, okay. especially now. now um, I mean, are you yeah, staying I'm in all, the smooth jazz genre? Um, you know, I'm bouncing around a little bit because um, I have, um, I have songs that are. Um, kind of in the vein of love languages with the uh, you know R and B and the vocals and stuff. Um I have smooth jazz songs. Um I think I have projects in the future lined up that are gonna be um straight up smooth jazz and then others that are gonna be more R and B. Um even some other stuff on a completely different side that I'm working on. Um so bouncing around a little bit but you know still doing the smooth jazz stuff of course always. I would love to hear you do something rock, you know, in the vein rock, of uh, really, yeah, would, yeah, because of the Jimi Hendrix that I felt in the brighter side. I would love to see you do something along those lines. That's really funny that you mentioned that um, because I've literally I'm in uh, I'm in L.A. right now, and by uh, right before I got on the call, I was in the studio working on some um, some rock stuff. It was for it was for another artist. But um, definitely in that vein. So um, mm. that's funny that you brought that up. So we're on the same <laughs> on the same wave here. Yeah. I would definitely love to hear you play something like that. You know, because you you definitely have the Jimi Hendrix vibe. You know, and I think you could do a really good job um, on a rock CD. So yeah, think about that. Yeah, I like to do it, and especially uh, you know, for live too. I've always wanted to have a trio, kind of like the um, Jimi Hendrix Experience or Band of Gypsies. Um, or even like you know, like Cream, Eric Clapton. Um, I've always wanted yeah. to do that, so it'd be cool to have music that matches that sort of um, energy as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, I'm going to close the show with the last track, and that is "Still in Love" featuring Will Gittin. Tell me about this one. So this song, um, this song is all vocals. I um, I wrote the lyrics. Um, and uh, of course, Will um, sang what I sang. Um, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Will, but he's an incredible, incredible artist. Um, he, uh, I met him when we were in Brad um, in school. He went to Berkeley as well, and um, he was actually living in Atlanta at the time that we did this record. Um, but he just moved to LA recently. Everybody's heading out that way, it's a little like. Mm-hmm. But um, this song is uh it's very R and B. Um, I feel like uh, I really kind of dug into those roots with this one. Um, the song is uh essentially about like uh being in a relationship that's not going well. Um and uh just that whole um uh, conflicting thing between, you know, the two characters in the story. And um Will really did a great job of kind of bringing that to life, you know, with the lyrics and everything, kind of taking it to a whole another level. There's um, a lot of ad-libs and stuff that he added on his own, and, um, of course, all his backgrounds and everything were just crazy. Um, I remember when I first heard it, uh, after hearing what he did, because we did this remotely as well, 
even with them being, you know, in Atlanta at the time of COVID. So we were, weren't trying to, you know, uh, try to stay safe. Um, and uh, I remember the first time I heard it back after he sent it to me, and I was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> mm. it's not a lot better than my vocals. <laughs> I'll tell you that. The only vocal on the CD? No, there are more. Um, I have uh, actually um, the majority of the project is vocals, but the songs that I sent you today are mostly the instrumentals, with the exception of this one. So, um, oh, okay. you know, if you um, yeah, so if you go and listen, you'll see it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of vocals in this project. It's a totally different sort of direction I'm going in with this project. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Sure thing. So you can find me um on, first off my website is at uh SheldonFergusonMusic.com. Um you can actually um order physical copies of um the Love Languages C D there as well. You can get a signed copy. Um you'll see on the website there's an option for you to um get a custom uh signature with your name and everything. That um my Instagram is at uh SheldonFerg. S H E L D O N F E R G. My uh, Twitter is the same. Hardly ever use my Twitter, but you know, feel free to follow me on there. <laughs> uh, YouTube, um, just Sheldon Ferguson, and of course, all my music is on all streaming sites. It's on Amazon, um, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Tidal, all that good stuff. All right. Well, thank you again, Sheldon, for another opportunity to speak with you. I'm so proud of you and what you have accomplished over these nine years. <laughs> right. Thank been, you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been wonderful following you and watching you grow as an artist and musician and everything. So I'm happy that I got a chance to meet you back in 2011 and, uh, you know, continue to follow your career. Yeah, I'm grateful as well. I'm grateful for all the support. Um I always look forward to talking to y'all um, for every release. I really do. Um, y'all definitely feel like family, too, and y'all literally been there since um, my first project, so I appreciate that. Um, and while I'm through, I actually um, I have a live stream show. Uh, we haven't made the official announcement yet, but um, we have a live stream show happening on Black Friday, um, 27th of November, so... Um, you know, everybody will be able to tune in from um, wherever you're at, at home, all over the world. So um, I'll definitely check that out. I'll be posting about that really soon on all my pages. So if you follow me, you'll, you'll see it. Okay. Well, I'll be looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. All right. All right, Sheldon. Well, you stay safe. Thank you again. And um, much continued success to you. And I look forward to your live stream, and everything else that you got going on. Thank you, Terry. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. You're very welcome. You have a good day. Okay, you too. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was guitarist Sheldon Ferguson. His new release is called Love Languages, and as you heard, it's available everywhere. Um, Joshin in the chat room, thank you for hanging out, Joshin. I love you as always. He's in Germany, so he's been with us since the beginning almost. So thank you, Josh, and appreciate you and love you. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. From Sheldon's new release, Love Languages, this is Still in Love featuring Will Gittins. Have a great day, everyone.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.